0: I'm Amelia Kincaid, and you're listening to Movie Dumpster. Hey, what's up, and welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 4, Episode 22. Today we're talking about Night of the Demons 2, from 1994, directed by Brian Trenchard-Smith. I'm Joel Viscola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor the Muffle Cockney Killer McGraw. Welcome to the Dumpster. They you Isn't that a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween. When all the creepy things were supposed to stalk the earth. It deals with demons, demon resurrection, and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween! Have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Trick or treat. What are you all about? I don't know, Pops, I OI! You fucking wankers are on my fucking lot. Hey, you can't save me from a fire or something? I guess this is a Michael Myers joke for everyone at home that's very confused right now. Yeah, Connor had this fucking hilarious idea that, like, Michael Myers is just cockney for some reason now oh jesus the halloween kills trailer when he pops out of the burning house and just the way the mask is designed and like his expression he kind of steps out like hello lads let's have a go like let's have a good scrap eh? yeah who who wants to step up like fucking kano yeah well he's australian but um uh if australian's dead he'd be like hello mates yeah fair fair hello loves comes out with a laser beam out of his fucking eye that's how he kills somebody it's better than fireballs. Dude, he he should have had a laser beam in this movie. But Halloween's kind of topical at the moment, since we just covered it last week, and then it suddenly gets thrust itself back into the limelight. Well, yeah, but it's, it's topical because it's in the past month. Well, yeah, well, exactly. And to your point, Connor, it's like Halloween kills, then you have, like, everybody, I feel like, besides us even, is covering this right now because it's like... It, it's the hot topic. Oh, it's the hot topic for sure. Somebody asked us on uh, Twitter if we were going to do a ripe review of Halloween Kills, and the answer is no. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't feel like talking about it because I wasn't crazy about it. And I, think it's, I think, in short, it has gone back to, like, this was supposed to be a new series of movies, like, scrap everything and let's start over again, and somehow we've fallen back into line with those... Uh, previous sequels, uh, in my opinion. They fell back down the well, so to so speak. <laughs> yeah, it fucking fell back down the well for sure. It's just a lot of fluff, a lot of repetitiveness and just like I don't need it. None of it makes really any sense and uh, they, they've kind of like backpedaled on a lot of shit that they um, brought up and tried to, tried to sculpt, I guess, for the 2018 uh, movie, but I, it's not for me. I'm glad, it, you know, if you had a good time, awesome. I... I I just didn't. The kills are really cool, and that's uh, that's about the nicest thing I can say about it. You're talking about Halloween kills. You're not talking about Night of the Demons 2 right now, right? I'm just clarifying. No, 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 no. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah, but however, Angela is throwing yet another party this year, fellas, what do you say we, uh, we, uh, take that invite and go, go mosey on down a fucking Hull House, what do you say? Yay! Sure, but this will be the last one. <laughs> sure it will! I hope! You know, we got so there's three of these mothers, so we gotta, we definitely gotta come back around and just finish out the fucking OG trilogy, whether it be next year or at some other point. Unless we wanna really just stick our heads in the oven all the way and just go for the fucking jugular with the remake with Edward Furlong Long. You know what? No, thanks. Oh, God. Oh, no. What? He's in that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, what's her face? Who's Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth is fucking Angela in that movie. I don't know. I saw it once. I fucking hated it. <laughs> 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 because, because you know, you would think it it would be easy because the originals campy and that one can be, you know, yeah. you know, it's fine. Like it's like, all right, well, let's just do this the same but like higher budget or whatever. But somehow they managed to make it not fun for me. I don't know. I, I sure, let's revisit it. I, I'm I'm down with that. Maybe a watch along or something. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not necessarily advocating for it, but I, if we're gonna go all the way at that point, we might as well just check that last fucking box off. <laughs> That's fine, right? <laughs> might as well go all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. just like Halloween you know like like we've been saying you know pretty much all trick-or-trash if we're just gonna have to go all the fucking way with this series right oh yeah but yeah so it's so this this uh Night of the Demons 2 is directed by our good friend Brian Trenchard Smith uh (laughs) who directed ah yes good friend (laughs) Good, yeah. Hang out with him all the time. He's a uh, he's a Lubden alumni, fellas. He's done Leprechaun 3 and 4. Yeah. Which we covered Leprechaun 4 uh, this year, did we not? For uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes, yes. Yeah, we sure did. It feels like nine years ago, but yes, we did. It does feel like nine years ago. <laughs> uh, I Go back and listen to that episode to hear a lot of our thoughts on this director and just Lubden in general, but like, uh, Leprechaun 3... Is good for I I know a lot of people like it and I forget how you guys felt about it. But goddamn did that film not do it for me? I think it's a fun time. I do think that this film is better than both Leprechaun 3 and 4. Hmm. okay I think so. (laughs) I guess my biggest problem with this movie is that it's like it's also kind of a problem with this these new Halloween movies on some extent. And that's why I kind of make that joke uh, when you were talking about it. It's just, I feel like they were trying to make too many fucking references to the first one, and they just don't land for me at all? Um, like, little things, like... Oh, the main guy character's wearing the exact same outfit as Sal from the first one. And he gets fucking knocked through a window and is KO'd for fucking 15 minutes. Just like in the first one. I don't think it's as egregious as you're making it out to be um, with that. Yes, if you've seen the first movie, like, there are things there. Um, I kind of appreciate how much they uh, they, they stick to that and how uh, they commit to Whole House in a way where, I mean, with the exception of sh- of reusing fucking footage from the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> another sin we had this in halloween six we got another damn sit actually it was five excuse me but fucking cinema sin man reusing the some of the best shots from the first one in this movie of angela fucking flying down the, the fucking hallway i mean i don't blame them but like it's also kind of like I, again like i i like the fact that they uh keep true true to Hull house in a way where like it they try you know if they couldn't get the same exact set due to budgetary constraints or whatever you know I kind of appreciate how they, they keep up the illusion that it's basically the same layout of the house, and we do visit a few of the similar locations. Yes. I, I, the actual whole house I like a lot. I mean, there's like one or two there's like one set in particular, like the one in front of the fireplace, that I think actually kind of looks way too like uh, much like an independent film set, which, again, not necessarily a bad thing, but when you're comparing to everything else that's really like well put together, it just kind of took me out of it. Yeah, But yeah, I agree, the actual whole house is probably my favorite part of this movie, and the fact that we're Just Like, I'm off two minds of this, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way or totally different on this, but it's just like, I I understand not wanting to do the whole movie in the house because you don't want to do a total, you know, shot-for-shot remake or anything like that, because it is a sequel. I think it would have been better if it was, but I'll save that thought. Yeah, okay, because that's kind of where I'm leaning with it, Joe, because it's like... I see what they were trying to do. Like you're go they're bringing the demons outside the fucking house and they're creating chaos in this fucking whatever this is the school. Yeah. Catholic school. But it just like to me it kind of like pisses me off because like I feel like I guess what am I trying to say here is I feel like this would I would like this movie a lot more if it wasn't called Night of the Demons 2 but I also understand that the way this movie makes money is it has to be called Night of the Demons 2 sure but I I mean personally I don't think that it doesn't warrant the night of some more demons (laughs) (laughs) night of another demons, night of supplementary demons (laughs) night of the tertiary demons I just think this like Night of the Demons like I mean go back to that first season uh, again our 31st episode on Halloween we put that out of the first movie I just like that movie's funny but like it's mostly trying to be scary though for the i mean there are jokes like intentionally yes written into the script but it does it is trying to be scary for sure 100 percent. and i feel like this one it it does try to be scary and there are some really good moments in this film don't get me wrong but then there's just like stuff with this nun that is just like the most like three stooges comedy i've ever seen in a horror movie it's very slapstick i, I think the big thing for me with this one is the camp is fucking dialed up to 100 and I just don't know if I like it yet. I think I guess I don't like it. I guess is what I, I'm realizing as I'm having this conversation. I just wish it took itself a little bit more seriously but yes, uh, I wish it had a shred of personality because <laughs> <laughs> like the first movie first movie is it's it's fucking cool like it has an attitude to it, it has a personality has an atmosphere that's very much its own thing mm-hmm. and then you go to the sequel and it's like wow you didn't cake you didn't carry any of that over also it's boring yeah, well that too yeah oh my god it was like an hour before anything really exciting happens so kevin tenney directs the, the first film um and but the guy the, the writer joe augustin he writes the original night of the demons This film and um, the remake. I don't think he writes the third film. Okay. I don't think so. Don't quote me on that. But I know that he writes one and two at least and definitely the remake. I I haven't seen it, but I've read like a little bit about the third one and I kind of like that setup a little more where it's like they get blamed for like this robbery or some shit and they go there to hide out and then shit hits the fan. Again, no no opinion on the actual movie. That's all I know about it. Yeah, and it has a very kind of like Cthulhu mansion, uh, twice dead kind of feel to it. Uh, But, you know, we'll cover that at a later time sure sure (laughs) we'll talk about that later but yeah like to your point Connor like all of like some a lot of the atmosphere is here kind of and I think that's due to the cinematographer but like the direction for this film and like again like I feel like it should have been taking place in Hull House for the entirety of the film well and also let me just ask this question like what is probably the most memorable scene from the first movie to me it's angela's dance oh yeah for sure yeah and like this movie has nothing that like resembles anything that really jumps out at you or has any kind of like impression or cool presentation it's just like yeah here's some bullshit and all right whatever they try connor we have boo hands though okay the boob hands <laughs> yeah well i was gonna wait to get to those they try to do they try to mimic a lot of the scenes from the first one and then they just fail. Um Unfortunately. Yeah, which I just I don't know, maybe I'm just being too much of a stickler about that, but it really just like burns my ass when it's like Angela's dancing to the same exact song, doing basically the same dance. No, it's not it's it's not the same exact song. It's like some cannibal corpse shit. Like that first one is haunting because it's fucking uh Oh yeah, it's Bauhaus, right? Yeah, it's stigmata martyr and it's like that like with the strobe light and everything, it's very weird. And and surreal. It's weird and and haunting. And this is like just the most aggressive butt metal I've ever heard in my life. Like it just sucks. <laughs> the lyrics are just like, oh, "I'm gonna fuck your corpse, bar. Look, it's Angela. She's dancing. I, she's a little bit older now, but she's still hot." Ugh. Cannibal corpse fucker. Yeah, cannibal corpse fucker. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Well, that's what he is technically. That's his full name. Yeah. <laughs> That's on his driver's license. He's he's off somewhere raising a fucking mind Tai to us, nodding his head like, that's right, boys. Yes, yes. I, I don't want to get too deep in this because we are going to talk about it. But I just like the dancing in particular was like, all right, I, I understand why you carry that over. Because like Connor just said, it is probably one of the most iconic parts of that first film. Sure. But it just is like, all right, Angela's dancing. Now Shirley's dancing. And it's kind of just like, all right, I get it. Move on. Style, I think, is the is the uh, main ingredient that's missing here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's let's pl- let's pluck crunch this. Who wants to uh, dish it out? A bunch of unlikable white kids uh, <laughs> from a Catholic school. Have the idea to also have another Halloween party in uh, Whole House, it's called? Yeah. Whole House. Surprise, Angela's back, or else the sequel wouldn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) With a mix of like other bullshit that just doesn't need to be there. No. Let's overcomplicate this wonderfully simple, fun story. There's a few other really odd things I want to mention. Uh, specifically, the character BB I read was 16 when she did this film, which makes uh that topless scene very uh, uncomfortable to watch. By the way, are you serious? Jeepers creepers! That's like a fucking Tracy Lord situation. Yeah, I don't know how that. I, I have to imagine. Again, I just read this off IMDb, so maybe there's more to the story. I didn't do like heavy research. I was more just like, "Ooh, okay." Like, did she lie about her age? Did they just not give a shit? Uh, I'm 16, 18. Got it. That makes me feel weird now. <laughs> and, it was, and she. Was was rated like the top boobs in horror of that year or some shit she was like in the top five again it's on imdb i don't know if somebody's just making this shit up to make me sound like a fool but that like kind of took me back (laughs) (laughs) it's just some fucking like dude behind his keyboard in a basement like yes i love that girl's boobs so much he said it again he quoted me again he quoted me that guy I like your boobs. Movie Dumpster's been talking about this movie all year. I know they're going to cover this. I'm going to write this in here and make them look like a bunch of assholes. Yeah, but, but I mean, now I just feel a little dirty for, yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, you have, uh, you know, your main characters again. Uh, there's a couple of, like, jock-type characters. You have, like, your nerdy guy who's for some reason into the occult, but also, like, knows the Bible front and back, which I don't really get. Robert Jane, dude. That's Bobby Jacoby uh, from, a. uh... uh meet the Applegates. He's, he's Johnny Applegate. Oh! We, Which was one we were going to cover this year but didn't, but we definitely stay tuned because next year for sure. Okay, so next year we'll be connecting those fucking dots. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking bug man and then he's summoning demons. We'll get to it. Oh God. Wow, that lines up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Shirley who's I think like the only one besides BB that I remember their names of. I think it's like Kurt and John maybe are the two other guys. Who could give a shit? It doesn't matter. And then they have, uh, you know, besides Hull House obviously and Angela, the other big connecting tissue is they have this other character, Mouse or Melissa, who is Angela's sister? Yeah, I, I again. When I was talking to before about, like, how, like, overstuffed this is with shit, like, it d- it's, like, overly complicated for no reason. Well, then they also then go out of their way, try to shoehorn that, like, punk rocker shit into it, like, halfway through the movie where they just, like, oh, yeah, here's Rick and Z-Boy. Z-Bot. Is it Z-Bot or Z-Boy? I thought it was Z-Boy because when he's running up the steps at one point after Angela, because I guess he just is like, ah, hey, attractive woman, I guess she wants to fuck me. And he's like, yeah, get back here to Z-Bot, baby! I think it's Z Boy because when they said his name, I almost fell over. Like I was like, "Oh, of course, your name is fucking Z Boy." Dogtown and the Z Boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? A- I guess it's like one of those things where he probably like. I mean, I'm overthinking this shit. Nobody that wrote this script was thinking about this, but it's like yeah. Yeah, his name's Zach. It's like, oh, Zach. That's a corny name. I'm I'm Z Boy, baby. Yeah, what? I'm I wear a leather jacket and I and I have the fucking uh Red Hot Chili Peppers dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks and sounds like he hangs out with Ice and what's his face from Hocus Pocus. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> His name ain't Ernie no more, dude. Hell no. It's Z-Boy. <laughs> yeah, just shaved into the back of his head. He's, like, pointing at it. <laughs> the problem, too, with the, having so many characters, and I, I think I kind of get why they did this, because they just have so many things happening in this film. It's like, well, you got to have the setup. Then you got to go to Whole House. Then you leave Whole House. Then you have the party. Then you go back to Whole House. That's the problem, right? Like, if we when, once we go to Whole House, it should just take place there. The party, and it's just, just the remainder of the movie. The problem is we go to fucking Hull House, we go to the... Christi- the, the Catholic school, then the whole house, then the Catholic school, then the whole house, then the Catholic school then back to the whole house so you're saying it's paced like an old resident evil game yes <laughs> you have to go get the fucking evil medal from or the eagle medal from the mansion and then you got to run back through the uh through the garden into the plant 42 room and then you have to go down into the basement and then trek all the way back to get that fucking diamond key I, you know it's a th- it's a problem yeah you got you got to dodge zombies giant spiders fucking liquors, the mo disks get the mo disks Another thing that bothers me is that they just... It is a sequel, so there's, like, you know, in my head, I'm always like, okay, does it follow the rules from the first one? In some movies, that doesn't really matter as much depending on how different it is from the last one. But this one, it's like... The first movie, you can't, you know, the, the demons can't go around this water, this river. Can't go over the water. Yeah, well, they bypass it. They bypass it in this one. And I I don't totally hate the way that that happens. I just don't like it in X, like, I just don't like that that happens, but I don't hate how they make it work. I think it's fine. I think that part's fine. But again, like, it, there's too much bouncing around to places. Yes, because in the first one, when they're in there, once, like, shit hits the fan, once the demons start taking over Angela and Linnea Quigley and Stooge and all them, it's like they, there's a big fucking wall appears and they can't get out. Like, I guess they were just like, Uh ah, excise that plot point, don't ever mention it. Well, no, the thing is, the thing is, Angela wants to get free of whole house she's like trapped there yeah well yeah right and she can influence dreams and shit because now like angela has become like a hell priestess or something but, but why why she went and got her, her necromancy degree while she was uh, in the underworld oh yeah dude she, she's fucking the boss man i i get most people don't fucking care about this shit but it just like drove me insane that she's like coming out of a mirror it's like what how? I mean that doesn't bother me. I'm just m- my point is like she's like this all powerful demon now rather than just being manipulated by um you know evil dead logic with like candarian demons possessing people. Now it's like she is in, in a demon incarnate, I guess that comes back even though nobody else does. Well, right. She's Freddy. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean I get what you're saying, Joe, because it's almost like the demon I don't know if it actually has a name, but I haven't watched the first one probably in six months, but uh, it doesn't. They keep it vague. OK, which is good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you're right, because it's almost like the demon is using her body as like a, a a vessel and like, you know, using whether it's her memories or what it have you to like, you know, leer, you know, lure people in. Like in the beginning, we get this like uh, Jehovah's Witness couple come in. Oh, yeah. And and she's like, you know, regular Amelia Kincaid. And, uh, you know, not Mimi. She had that credit change between films. I'm not really sure what that is about. Maybe she was trying to look a little bit more professional. She was, she was very adamant about it when we, when we met her, by the way. <laughs> Do you want to talk about that real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so Mimi, Kim- Amelia Kincaid comes back for... Yeah, you better not get it wrong, damn it. For her role as Angela in this and in the third one. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we met her at um, NJ HorrorCon. <laughs> uh, a couple of years back, and we had her do like an intro, which I'm sure you've heard uh, at the beginning of this episode. But um, she was super nice, but she was a little. um... It, the conversation got a little strange because we were talking about uh, the podcast and like wanting to come on and guests and stuff. And then it kind of turned into like she was like, "Oh, where are you guys located?" We we're like, "Oh, we're in Pennsylvania now." And blah blah blah. She's like, "Oh, we're going to be in Gettysburg at the time." But then it kind of turned into she like wanted me to be kind of like her liaison for Gettysburg and like and she she explicitly told me that you know go to the grocery store for me and stuff like that I'm like ah I don't know about that but uh it was very nice meeting you yeah (laughs) yeah it was very (laughs) thank you for the autograph and the intro um have a great time Uh, At that other convention. The article, the autograph cost your service. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she was very nice, but she's also like a pet psychic, so I don't know if that does anything for you either way, but you know, that's another thing to keep in mind. Uh, It does for me because I think it's fucking great. Uh, I think that's amazing. I think it's insane, but sure. It's, it's a lot of fun to read about. Yeah, yeah. I read that apparently she was a pet psychic for the fucking queen, you know, the queen of England, and it was like, to talk to horses or something. I was like, wow. All right, sure. More power to you, I guess. Hey, man. Cool. But yet, you know, these Jehovah Witnesses come in, and that's, like, your first kill. And this is, like, another thing that they... They're not Jehovah's Witnesses. They're looking to fucking buy the property, I think. I got the impression that they were, like, asking her about, like, saving her soul and shit, but maybe I'm misremembering that. Did they? I don't know. I thought they were there, like, for the property. Why the fuck would they go to an abandoned house? Well, you, you never know. You know, knock on the door, you, you might save somebody's soul. I guess. We gotta convert and then evict all those homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they get it right? They, do, they get the homeless folks. Yeah. Grow the army. Whether whether they're coming in there trying to give you a pamphlet or they're trying to buy your home, either way, they get eighty six because I don't know if this is carried over in the third, uh, but I guess there's another thing I don't like about this movie is that it kind of turns into a slasher film with like demon elements because they just decide. Well, I guess Angela needs to kill all these people because she's kind of like the figurehead for most of this film. Yeah, but that's the that's the point of the first movie to kill people. Like I. I disagree, anyway, but as it being a slasher with demon elements. I mean, they're fucking demons to, to possess and kill people and take over the world. Well, my point is, they give her a fucking machete. Like, why does she need a machete? Okay, that I would agree with you, because she's cutting cake or something. Like, I feel like there was a joke that was missing in there, but th- there's like a wedding cake. Yes. And she's like, how about a piece of cake? It's devil's food, wink. And then fucking, like, slashes these two people up. It's like the weirdest cold open ever. Yeah, and, and I understand what they're trying to do, because they're trying to make this a consistent thing that she does throughout the film so that when you have this big twist at the end... That you're like, oh. What, quip? Well, because she cuts people's heads off with the machete. She does it like two or three times throughout the film. And then at the end, she does it to the fucking nun. And then the nun's like a goddamn turtle. Uh, Whatever. Like fucking Master of Disguise pops out. Oh, my God. I love being a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Cowabunga, nun. I mean, I'm not sitting here coming up with better ways to kill these people. And I totally understand that. I just thought that was a little lame. No, sure. Especially when you have like some of these other kills in the movie that are honestly pretty creative. I mean, I'm joking about the boob thing, but that was kind of cool. Right, well, Steve Johnson does all the... Steve Johnson and his XFX uh, company comes back and does all of the effects for this, and they're fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, that's the honestly the best part of the film for me. There are so many great effects in this movie from, like, transfigurations to, like, full-body fucking prosthetics with, like, a, uh, um... Like a like a body extension and all this shit that we'll we'll get into. Yeah, all the face stuff especially is awesome. Really awesome stuff and like and like Steve Johnson stuff for this fucking um, movie is the shining star. Like that's the reason to watch this film for sure. I mean, if you just tell tell someone boob hands, they're gonna go what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I remember watching this on like Showtime or USA or so, or sci-fi maybe as a kid. I remember like during the Halloween season, I what is this, ni- 94 this comes out. So I'm like, what, we're like, what, six, seven, something like that. Something in the ballpark, yeah. Something in the ballpark there. Maybe maybe eight. I, no, no, six or seven. And uh, I remember this being on TV and it's scaring the shit out of me when Angela was fucking Z-Boy. <laughs> Because she's, like, all demoned out, and they're like, fuck it. Now, it's hilarious now when you watch it, but, like, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely trying to fuck with you with that one. Well, no pun intended there, but. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, remember in the first one when Lania quickly fucked that guy and then pushed his eyes into his head? It's like, I guess that's just a thing. This demon likes to get laid when it ever gets a chance. Uh, uh, the first one takes its time in a different way. Yes. Than this one. <laughs> this one just, like, keeps throwing Curveball bullshit at you and like just nonsense plot points. The first one's like just slowly shaking a soda, basically just waiting for it to explode. And like, and this movie's just like, here's another soda, here's another soda, here's another soda. Have you drank any of them yet? Here's here's more. (laughs) And then they hand you one more, Connor, and they and they fucking hit it with a knife, and it just sprays all over your face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you weren't ready. I'm sorry. So yeah, so there's a subplot in this where okay, so instead of just you know, having a party where there's a bunch of kids that are just, like, renegades or, like, uh, you know, not renegades, but, like, you know, a bunch of kids that are, like, fuck that Halloween party, we're going to a whole house for a real party or whatever, now it's, like, this concept of a little bit of that mixed with this girl, Melissa, who's also Angela's sister, who's being called back to the house because Angela wants to sacrifice her, mixed with this guy, Perry, wanting to prove demons exist, mixed with trying to challenge the faith of christianity versus demonology like there's just so much shit going on in this movie that just doesn't need to be there with with super nun shoehorned into it oh god yeah she kicks ass for the lord question mark <laughs> Shut out there to kick Satanic Panic's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and, and she's actually pretty funny. Honestly, it's just it's just too much for me. It's like too much comedy in this film with with this character. Yeah, it's it's very slapstick. Like, yeah. no pun intended, because she fucking carries around a ruler that she hits people with. <laughs> like really on the nose but i do uh, kinda like kind of like because her name's sister gloria how uh, all the kids that hate her call her gory yeah yeah sister gory i kind of like that actually but she's always got the yardstick she's like fucking fencing with it at one point she's got a rosary bead. she's swinging around like nunchucks i'm like what am i watching right now uh dude th- okay this movie predates uh from Dustal till dawn by two years you think robert rodriguez saw this fucking movie or what Ah. Uh, I think the guys who made the Brady Bunch movie saw this movie. Well, you you beat me to that one, because <laughs> I was gonna bring I was gonna bring that up, and then I decided to talk about the uh, the Robert Rodriguez first. But yeah, Christine Taylor's in this fucking uh, Marsha Brady herself as Terry. Didn't mean to steal your thunder on that one. I just that has been in my mind for weeks. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's fine in this, I guess. Yeah, I thought she was good. I, I kind of, and that's another thing. I, I, I'm i not trying to sound like such a downer on this because this is no like haunted ween by any stretch of the imagination. It's not even a Halloween six. Like if you heard those episodes, what I thought about them. It's just, it's just really frustrating to me because I really love the first one. It's one of my favorite horror movies, period. No, agreed. It's it's my favorite Halloween movie is, is Night of the Demons. Yeah, for sure. Sure. It, it honestly might be mine or, you know, top two or three. And it's just like, there's just a lot of stuff. And again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just sounding super nitpicky. Uh, but it's it just uh, they, they do this thing in this movie which I, it kind of makes sense because this was never like an element in the first one with a lot of like the priest and nun stuff No, where they basically find out a way to, to stop these demons by using holy water and I kind of actually like that on some level yeah well that's why, that's why I brought up the Robert Rodriguez stuff because we got fucking holy water balloons we got fucking super soakers filled with holy water that fucking nuke these things oh yeah and it's like Man, like you must have saw this. I mean, like we're not dealing with vampires, but we're dealing with demons and they're basically treated the same in this movie, even with the sunlight, too, which was a a facet of the original as well. Right. Now that's a really good point, Joe. I was like when you brought that up, I wasn't even thinking about it that way. Yeah. But they have something that I basically Marsha I'll call her. I think her name's actually Terry in the movie. Yeah, her name's Terry in the movie. Yeah. She gets possessed at one point and I guess they just figure out, "Hey, pour holy water down her throat." And then she's like, "Fine." It's fucking cool, man, because she like throws up the demon shit. I thought that was kind of a neat yeah. wrinkle that they put in. Or if if like if you're going to if we are going to combat these things in a real way because in the original it was just like, "We have to just run for our life <laughs> and get off this property or we're going to die." And in this they kind of they have weapons that they can defend themselves with, albeit, you know, holy ones. But that scene when she spits it up, there's like this fucking weird bug fucking walking around in the, in the vitriol. And the fucking nun, she takes the yardstick because she has this line throughout the film. She's like, every time like some of the teenagers are about to kiss, she takes the yardstick and she like sticks it between them. She's like, leave a little room for the holy ghost. And then she says that when she hits the fucking bug on the ground. Every one of her fucking lines is a one liner right just about unless he's like talking to like the the father other than that it's always a one liner and that i mean it's it, that's fine in terms of like you know, again, like, the camp has turned up on this one, and, like, oh yeah, it's take it or leave it for me on that on that note, but, like, I think it's still fun. There's still a lot of fun stuff in here to be had. But they're gonna have this, uh, Halloween party, and... Well, they're having a Halloween dance at, for, uh, for, at the Catholic school, and, uh, a bunch of the girls, uh, and a bunch of the dudes end up, like, getting caught like, I don't know what, wrestling on the ground, and, like, kissing each other, or something, and the nun's like, you're all fucking, got to, you're all suspended but you're gonna have, you gotta help set up the Halloween party, but you can't go. Yeah, oh my, this scene's fucking hilarious, by the way, because Kurt, he's like, yeah, oh yeah, Shirley's looking hot, cause she's playing tennis. Oh yeah, dude, she's gonna get some of that Kurt Kingsnake. Ah! <coughs> Hey, you know, people call me King Snake! And she turns to him and goes, I thought it was King Inchworm. And he gets all offended. <laughs> and he uh, throws the basketball towards her to get her attention initially. And she, like, it, it's like a funny stop. Uh, you know, they stop the frame and, like, stick the, the ball in between her legs and, 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 you know, keep hitting record. It, like, kind of looks a little wacky. But then he's like, oh, can I have my ball back? She's like, why don't you come and get it? And it's like, you know, right, you know, in between her thighs. And he's, like, wrestling with her. And then they fall over and then the nun comes in, like you said. This is the... This is the... Point where i'm just not sure what the fuck uh shirley's motives are because she's like the bad girl of the group and she's like fucking a bunch of like dudes like that z-boy guy and some other dude who's driving around fucking chris literally christine the fucking car i feel like that was their effort at trying to recreate stooge yeah but they could have done it in, in a better way agreed but uh yeah yeah i don't know what her motive is here she like She's like, let's all go party at Whole House, but I'm not going to tell any of you where it is. Um, and then it ends up just being them. Yeah, I guess because she has, like, this prank she wants to pull on them. But uh, it's also this thing where, like, they talk about this Catholic school. is isn't just, like, a regular Catholic school. It's for, like, troubled teens. And that's why, you know, Mouse is there is because you find out that, I guess, like, I, assuming it's actually Angela from Whole House sent a fucking, like, happy Halloween card covered in bugs, and then her parents killed themselves? Yeah, and then she became an orphan or whatever. That's not the case for everybody there, but definitely for her, yeah. Right, but to your point, it's like, yeah, why is Shirley, I mean, you kind of get why Shirley's there, because she's even fucking with the nun at one point, because, uh, the nun's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, we're talking about sex education, ladies. If you have any questions, I know it's embarrassing, but you gotta ask. And Shirley's like, hey, uh, sister, uh... Is fallatio a mortal sin? She's like, what that n- that new extension number that uh, that uh, Margot Kidder gave me? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how the nun throws it back in her face because she like she's hmm, I'm not familiar with that word. Would you be uh, so kind to explain that one to the class? And she just sits there like uh. and she's like, that's what I thought. If Batman can't do it, it's a sin. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, Cunalignus, yeah, huh? Yeah, exactly. I, I guess where I was going that is like, yeah, Shirley's kind of like, you know, you could tell she's like a pain in the ass, but you're right. Some of these other kids are like, why are they here? Like, BB, why is BB there? Well, no, no, that's my point. Like, Shirley, where I was going with that was like, Shirley concocts this whole fucking scheme to get these kids to go to fucking Hull House just to pull a prank on Mouse or whatever, because they go there and um, they, there's like a bunch of fake outs where they're like, oh, well, now Z-Boy and this other dude are going to like... Uh, Sacrifice mouse, but it's like a goof. And like the guy Kurt and Marsha Brady, like, go to stop them. And it's like, it's just for naught. They're like, oh, it's just a goof, dude. All right, let's leave now. Well, because it's like one of those knives that has like a retractable end. Yeah. And then Z Boy keeps walking around with this fucking fake knife, like, poking himself in the head nonstop. I was like, all right, yeah, that's a thing he could do. They literally go there so that they can take the lipstick container out of the bathroom. And that is the vehicle in which Angela is is able to cross over the underground stream and get off the whole house property. Yes. She, like, wants them to leave, I guess, but, like, it's just a convoluted kind of way to get them there. I mean, by that logic, couldn't she just take a good old jump? <laughs> yeah, right, just throw it through the air. <laughs> yeah, <just> <laughs> <laughs> well, now that that fucking, you know, 12-foot wall isn't appearing anymore, you know, around the property. But my problem with that, though, like, I, again, I don't dislike the lipstick thing on on, on the, you know, on paper. It's just the problem I have with it is you have a scene prior to that that you were talking about earlier, Joe, with, where Mouse is having dreams about Angela. Yeah. Whether that's in her head or it's actually happening, I guess, is debatable. But then you have this, uh, I don't really get this guy Perry's whole situation, but he is like, I'm going to prove demonology is real. Yeah. Basically, he does a ritual and then Angela comes out of the mirror, Yeah, which if they already had the lipstick, I could buy into it. But it's also like, well, how the fuck does she cross the river for that? The the thing is, the thing is, I think he resummons her. If that's the logic, I'm I'm. I'm gathering like he like Like activating her almost? He uses the Necronomicon to like summon Angela again and she like pops through and he's like look, father, it's real, the demon's real. Ah, demonology's real, see? And then he's like, Yeah, well you're not going to the Halloween dance either, you fuck. <laughs> that's how he gets roped in. Yeah, that's how he gets roped into the plot. Not our prize demonologist. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh and but but yeah, I guess that resummons her and then I guess she influences Shirley via her dreams or something like they never make it quite clear what exactly the reach of these demons are and, and and again in the first movie it's very confined and it's very vague uh what exactly their powers are and how far they can actually go but um yeah as far as they, they, they write it off as some like being able to be within a conduit i.e. the lipstick uh, container, right? Almost like a genie in a lamp kind of thing, where like it creates a barrier where they are therein like protected by it, which she's then transported over the uh, stream. I guess so. Yeah. I I don't know. I- again, I'm probably thinking about this a lot more than maybe the people making it were. I think they forgot all about that water. <laughs> They do mention it. I mean, it is isn't a throwaway line where Perry's like, oh, yeah, they crossed over in the lipstick container. Duh. Right. So I appreciate that they, like, took the time to at least, even if it's a throwaway, like, they took the time to at least address it. It's also, like, super shitty. And I know Shirley's doing this because she's an asshole. But you bring Angela's fucking sister to whole house when she knows, like, all these other people were butchered there and her sister disappeared there. That's my point. Like, it was just an elaborate fucking torture session goof you know what i mean oh yeah uh, just to to what like everybody's not even into it they're like we're gonna go to the whole house and fuck why do, why do you want to fuck with mouse like just leave her home we're gonna smoke some weed and go fucking like a dirty bed upstairs oh it's so romantic oh god <laughs> this fucking dust-covered bed look at my 16 year old boobs Ah, oh, christ i can't do it unless we bully somebody yeah <laughs> I can't get hard unless we bully somebody. Can't get it up unless I just cause someone some pain. (laughs) Oh, no. So, yeah, they do this stuff in Whole House. They get the lipstick. They go back to the party. And, uh, she, you know, BB's ready to throw this thing out the fucking window. She's like, I don't want it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. And Charlie's like, ah, pass it up front. This is cool because it's from Whole House and I'm kind of into gothic shit, but not really sort of question mark. Yeah, but she puts it on in the bathroom. She's like, I have. She pulls it out of her boobs. Of course, she's got it like in between them. And she's like, all right, one last uh, finishing touch. And then she puts on the lipstick and then this fucking. Oh, dude, I don't even know how to explain. This other than a literal like penis, like this hot dog penis fucking crawls out of this lipstick. Dude, she gets the fucking Jason Voorhees special right up the gooch. She does. <laughs> she totally does. Oh my god. Fucking Creighton Duke kicks in the bathroom door. Damn it, Jason Voorhees. He's like, sorry, I already I already got in there. I'll just leave now, I guess. Well, I guess, okay. You want to bear hug me again? We'll just do the whole thing over again. <laughs> We're going to go hunt Michael Myers. See ya. I'm going to go to Haddonfield. I'll be back later. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in 2022, maybe. <laughs> Question mark. I'm here for some reason, maybe. Um, And then she kind of goes into the party, and this is when Angela kind of makes her presence known. And, you know, uh, sh- at this point, the nun has been kind of sequestered uh, away with uh, Father Bob, I think his name is, and Perry. Yeah, because Perry's like, oh, they went to Hull House and they took my. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that Shirley takes, like, his demonology book. But they never, again, they never really follow up on it because he's like, oh, she's going to do a ritual, but the ritual is just a goof. So it's not real. So I don't know why she bothered. Yeah. And it's also, like, one of those weird scenes where there's, like, 20 people standing there and everyone sees her grab that book, but doesn't fucking say anything. It's like, all right. It's because everybody sucks. Yeah, I get it. It's plot convenience, but also, like, everybody saw you take that book, lady. Yeah. You know, the nun and the father are pretty much grilling Perry about what's going on, and they don't believe him. Well, Father Father Bob, like, does not give a shit. He is like, you need to stop with all this demon shit. Like, look, I'm a man of the church, but, like, let's get real, kiddo. Let's talk about mathematics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like... He's like, what is this going to be, like, demonology? He's like, you're going to prove it just like astrology. Those people should be buttering that kid up to be their next fucking Iron Man, okay? He's a demonologist in your school. You should be wielding him like a sword. Exactly! Dude, that is some Van Helsing shit, dude, right? He's going to be in the fucking. He's like. Or like John Carpenter's Vampires, right? The fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Catholic Mafia or whatever. I can see it. Uh, for, for all we know, this could be where uh, Jack was trained. We don't know. <laughs> it's possible, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where he learned all about mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> From Sister, beating him with all those fucking different kinds of sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perry Perry drops out, he drops out and then changes his name to Jack crow. there you go, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the ambiguously gay Jack crow yeah. But while they're away having this conversation, you know, the rest of the party goers are like, all right, the sister's gone, crank up the fucking Megadeth. And they put on, like, this, like, hardcore heavy metal music, and they're, like, jamming out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the rest of the folks come back from Whole House, and uh, they're in there trying to enjoy themselves. Yeah, we get that, we get that scene, too, like that Angela dancing that we brought up before, and it's just, like, so underwhelming. It's just, like, her bathe in a blue light, and there's no, like, finesse to it. It's just... Her dancing on a table. And everybody's like, whoa, she's so hot or something. Yeah. And that's it. And then sister comes in. She's like, hey, you, get out of here. And (laughs) she just walks away. (laughs) Pesky demon, get out of (laughs) here. Take a hike. And then she, like, disappears when the camera, like, changes angles. And the sister's, like, confused. But then Shirley is now continuing the dance. And this is where you get that boob hand scene. Oh, man. Where she grabs uh, Rick. By the way, Rick also was Private Mooch in fucking uh, Leprechaun in Space, the guy that gets- That was Mooch with the dick, right? No, not the exploding dick guy. This is the guy who's in like the hazmat suit with Lubden rolling around on roller skates. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Who gets fucking flesh-eating bacteria all over him or something? Yep. And yeah, they're room full of flesh-eating bacteria. Just a quick side note, Shirley and Z-Boy, I totally forgot to mention before, but they're both from Dr. Giggles, and I wanted to bring that up because that shit's coming at you next year, because we've been talking about that fucking movie for a while. Sign me the fuck up. That'll be the first time for me. Anyway, yeah, Yabos abound in this fucking movie, and this time they turn into fucking hands and they shake hands with the uh, Sergeant Mooch, and his fucking hand, like, melts or something? This looks fantastic, dude! It's awesome. Oh yeah, it's like there's a close up shot of just like her chest, and then like it's like Freddy coming through the wall in the first movie. These two fucking hands just come out and stretch this like this chest piece out. They grab his hand. It's so fucking cool looking. It's this cool effect where like there's somebody obviously behind like a fake set of boobs, but they like push their hands out, and it's like simultaneously like the air is sucked out of it, so it like so it like forms to their hands. It's really impressive. <laughs> And then, you know, it melts like his hand, and uh, she, like, kisses him, and I guess that kills him. Well, he turns into a demon now. He gets the fucking demon kiss. (laughs) That's true. My demon lover, yeah. Because uh, Sister Gloria is like, everyone to the church! She's like, Perry, go get Father Bob! This really fucking bothers me because, like, you just sent the bloodbath to the chapel. So now nobody's gonna be fucking affected except our main characters. Right, yeah. And that kind of pissed me off, because, like, okay, we have a fucking room full of people now. Everybody should be fucking getting gutted and turned into demons. I thought... It was going to do a carry and, like, just knock off this t- big group of people in, like, some kind of spectacular sequence. And they're just like, all right, everybody leave. They're like, all right. And they just, <laughs> they just go. And they're just like, okay, demons, bye. And they and Angela, like, lets them go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Perry goes to get, you know, uh, Father Bob because Gloria's like, oh, we got to give this uh, guy his last rites. His, his soul's been taken by the devil. We got to try to save him. And Father uh, Bob's, like, fucking already tucked in the bed. And he's got his catcher in the rye out. He's like, yeah, all right, in a minute. And uh, Perry's like, no, it's, or actually it's not Perry. It's, uh, the, you know, the guy in the fucking denim jacket. And he's like, no, really, it's important. Is his name Mark or Johnny? John, maybe? I think it's Johnny. Blonde Sal. He's with BB. He's like, he's like the BB. He looks like fucking What's-His-Face from Laser Blast. Oh my god, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like the Mark Hamill knockoff. Bang, bang! <laughs> I I just can't get over the fact that he has the exact same outfit as Sal from the first one. I get that people wear Canadian tuxedos. It's not that, you know, impossible of a thing to happen. I just thought that was an odd choice. It's 1994, dude. We're still got a lot of denim going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's t- 2021 and we still got a Lot of denim going well it's coming back now brother oh yeah isn't the uh the 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 love interest in part seven friday like just covered in denim the entire time too like head to toe yeah i'm almost positive so father bob comes out and he's like all right you made me put my book down what's the big commotion this fucking asshole they're like oh yeah did you give that guy his last race he's like what what guy they're like yeah his body was gone he's like this is just yeah, this is ridiculous sister gloria we're all gonna go to Hull house and just sort this out right now and then i can get back to my holden caulfield <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second, we totally glazed over the fucking nun, uh, uh, Army montage where she puts her fucking hood on and or what is it called? Yeah, the habit. She puts her fucking habit on. She's got like a fucking holy uh, rosary nunchucks. I'm yeah, like, why? I mean, okay, sure. Holy water balloons and shit. Well, that's Perry. That's Perry's idea again. Yeah. Like Connor was saying, maybe that was his pre, you know, his research. You know, what he was getting used to making. You know, before he joined the Vampire Hunters, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, make holy hand grenades here. Yeah, me and me and uh, George Clooney are gonna fuck some people up in the titty twisted. This is where I got the idea from. <laughs> exactly, but she looks like a goddamn like action figure when she walks out. Like, talk about a penguin. She, she's uh, I thought she was going to be some kind of patron saint figure as to what happens later, but like that doesn't happen. We'll get to it, but like, yeah, yeah. She you know, and honestly, as much as I'm complaining about the campiness of it, she does a really great job with what she's given. Yeah. I just don't like what she is given. No, sure. Also, conceptually, like the idea of a uh, like of an ass kicking nun who has all these fucking Ghostbusters gadgets, but they're all biblically themed is funny as fuck, but like just it just doesn't really work here. It it is, but like it, it never establishes itself like that until like now, and then it's like, oh, okay. We're doing that. I was like, "Oh, I guess somebody saw Dead Alive as well, or Brain Dead, rather." Right, right. It's her husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he got turned into a zombie. Fucked a fucking uh, another zombie. Had a baby Selwyn. Oh man, it's a whole it's a whole lineage of shit. It's all connected, brother. Go going back to that fucking graveyard, <laughs> the MDU graveyard. <laughs> yeah. The biggest nexus in the universe, is just like- the nexus of of Brain Dead and Night of the Demons. You know what? It kind of makes sense. uh... But yeah, she she gets all fucking ramboed up, and uh, they head over, and Perry has this fucking, again, he's got the water balloons with the, the cross on it of holy water, and he's also got the squirt gun, uh, you know, super soaker with a light attached to it, and he has an Uzi, which on my first viewing, I was like, an Uzi? Fuck is this guy talking about? And then an Uzi water pistol. As you find out, I was like, well, How does this guy have an Uzi? Like, what the? F- did I miss something? Well, he actually gets shot. Uh, Kurt shoots him with it in the beginning of the movie, like in the middle of class. And it was like, Remember this? Uh, we're bringing it back. Yeah. On my first viewing, I just thought it was a regular pistol. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> Imagine though, if he was like, All right, you got your your holy water, you got your crosses, all these religious objects, and he's like, All right, don't forget the Uzi, and he just brings out a real gun, like. <laughs> <laughs> At least put like crosses, like cut crosses into the bullets, right, and put it in there. Yeah, exactly. Well, he didn't learn that till later. Again, he had to get you know learn some more. Get wor- that's right, that's right. That was it. That was a technique they used in From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah. And then he carried that over to uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. He told Baldwin all about it. That too. So then they had the whole house, and because uh, the whole thing is Mouse gets taken away by Angela. Angela somehow, some way, is still in the house or the campus, whatever you want to call it, and she convinces Mouse that oh, I just I ran away. but i'm back come on come with me we'll be sisters again now this is this is the main plot point of the movie this is angela's motive for this movie happening it's like she needs the blood of her sibling to become be able to like walk uh, uh uh all the time on 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 this plane is that is am i getting that right because because Perry brings up the, the story of Abraham later about how he sacrificed his son and for, like, ultimate power or something. So, like, they they kind of play into that a little bit, and I think that's why they've been heavy with all the biblical, biblical shit in this movie to, like, tie that story back together, but it's for de- nefarious demon purposes instead? Yeah, and, and they also, because it's, like, the whole Catholic school thing, I think they just, were like, went all in on that angle, which it does make sense. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, then they get the whole house, and, you know, again, Father Bob, he gets there and he does this actually a pretty funny line a little self-aware line here where he's like you know i'm not gonna be here all night looking for this chick he's like well l- let's just split up it'll be done faster and everyone's oh, yeah. like ah hold your horses there uh father i look you're in this old creepy fucking house right and you come up on this weird motherfucker in the shadows <laughs> why would you take all the shit away from from perry because perry's like "Dude, oh, he's a demon and he's like oh shut the fuck up and he like takes his gun and shit from him and he's like he's like Hey sonny, you're right over there and he's like, Father, I gotta confess something. He's like right now? And he's like, Yup. And he's like, I commit I broke the fifth amendment by killing you. <laughs> and then he stabs the shit out of the priest. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. Yeah. All, all those years of uh, CCD flooding back to me. There it is, yeah. His <laughs> demon's got a sense of humor now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they always have, but... Yeah. I kind of love that he just stabs him to death as much as I'm complaining about that earlier. It's kind of just like, wow, I didn't expect that. It's also pretty brutal. Yeah, well, he really goes to town on this guy. Yeah. And Perry just is like... Trying to get the fuck out of Dodge and he grabs the water pistol and just starts blasting away at him. Oh man. He fucking he dunks on this dude's head with a with a holy water water balloon. Uh, this looks awesome. And it fucking explodes explodes and melts all over the floor it looks so good he turns into a fucking pile of gremlin shit dude yeah and then we have this reused shot from the first one we were talking about a little bit earlier where Angela's floating down the hallway and listen I get it it's a really cool fucking uh, shot so I it is a really cool shot (laughs) I kind of get it but it's also that thing where it's just anytime I see that in a movie it's just like really like I don't know I don't get that maybe like I'd love to know the semantics behind that like where they just like ah we kind of needed one more thing and she doesn't want to get back in the makeup like i i would love to know the logic behind that well i mean they they use that shot I, I it was probably just like we need a scene here um so i it's that shot and it's the shot of the boiler too where the demon comes out at the beginning of the first movie which again I, i'm assuming with that in particular is just because they didn't have that set anymore That set yeah even though it doesn't make any sense because it's not like the demon lives in the boiler room. They, like, resummon it because the last time, the the last body that the demon inhabited in the first movie was, like, the maid who was burned in the furnace. So that's why it comes out of the furnace in the first place. It doesn't live there, you know? Yeah. But they also have to do this thing because they're using reused footage where all of a sudden the fucking super soaker won't shoot. And I'm like, all right, I guess you can't kill Angela an hour and 20 minutes in. You still got another, like, 15, 20 to go. So, I sure. And he runs off. And uh, in the meantime, a few other characters get killed. Like uh, Marsh is running around with uh, because he's because she's like, "Oh, I heard you're uh, called King Snake," and he's like, "Yeah." Oh, that was at the party, yeah. Well, no, she says this at a uh, whole house because they're walking around and uh, they get scared. I forget exactly what happened. No, she says it like at the party because they're in the fucking they're in the uh, they're in the van and Angela like comes up through through the fucking seat and like starts jerking him off. <laughs> right that's actually a pretty good scene that was a good visual yeah oh yeah everything all the demons want to fuck dude for sure the demons want to fuck the teens want to fuck because they even have a scene early on where they're like you know the dorm rooms are across from each other and the fucking guys have binoculars and they're trying to hand them back and forth to see all the girls naked this movie's very horny (laughs) oh there's it's it's a fucking it's a booby comedy for sure like teen sex comedy at the the forefront oh yeah but uh, Marsha and uh, Kurt are fucking walking around whole house and then Angela fucking just comes out of Nowhere. And I forget exactly the line she says, but she takes out that machete and just cuts Kurt's head off in one foul swipe. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, yeah, I love how they do like the body reacting and everything with the blood shooting out of the neck. That's pretty awesome. And they have, like, a call back to an earlier scene a little bit later where, um, when they're still at school before everything kind of hits the fan. Hold on, I'm getting a little confused. Like, Angela cuts his head off at the fucking Catholic school. No, it's at Whole House. No, it's not. He cuts, she cuts his head off there, but then he shows up later at Whole House playing fucking basketball with his head. Oh, okay, that's my mistake. I watched this movie twice, Joe. You gotta trust me on that one. <laughs> I just watched it, so <laughs> I remember. Uh. Holy shit, you're right. That was at the damn campus. Right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah, we were going a little fast, but yeah, she fucking lops his fucking head right off uh at the campus. Um and then and then she and then uh Shirley kisses Marsha, and she gets the demon and then we said that already where she gets the holy water down her throat and pukes it all up. Exactly, cuz then they leave Marsha back at, at the campus. You're right. I forgot that was the way it went because we have this whole like thing when they're uh still at campus. Uh, you see, John and Kurt are playing basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then at Whole House, after he's been killed um they have this scene well johnny's walking around the fucking place and and he just like comes up on kurt outside and he's fucking dribbling his head on the ground he's like hey hey, what's up john and what do you say you want to shoot a few hoops or something you want to play horse with my head yeah (laughs) well i want to set that up only because that's when you know john gets knocked out the fucking window like i was saying like sal does that's right that's right and it's like the only time angela doesn't just cut their head off she's like yeah karate chop and knocks him out the window oh yeah but the reason why he's separated is kind of like a super contrived scene where him and bb and uh, the nun are together because they're like the last ones alive yeah basically bb gets locked in a room by herself which okay fine that happened in the first one i'm I'm into that but then john throughout the uh, course of the movie anytime there's some kind of danger or like angela's going after him he fucking kicks them so he keeps trying to kick this door kick the door kick the door not working so he runs all the way into another room to like build up speed and i'm like that door's gonna shut on him isn't it he fucking goes to run, and the door shuts in front of his face, and then then he gets knocked out the window. I thought that was kind of cool way to split everybody up, though. Yeah, I, I don't mind BB getting split up that way, but I just thought that was a little uh, corny with John. But yeah, then he finds Kurt you know bouncing his own fucking head on the sidewalk this fucking scene goes on for a while too because he's dribbling he he makes like fucking five three-pointers and then he's like all right all right john it's your turn let me poke your fucking eyes out i i love how perry now is like just like fucking just bombing people like he throws a bomb He throw i keep calling them bombs but it's like these these holy hand grenades i'm calling them like from worms they're they're fucking holy water balloons yeah he he throws one at the fucking father he throws one at somebody else he's up like on the roof he throws one through like the fucking basketball hoop to hit fucking John? That's pretty funny. Or to hit Kurt. Yeah. And he kicks his fucking head like a field goal and then, like, drops another water balloon on his body to, like, kill him? Yeah, I kind of like that. I feel like I found my calling in life. <laughs> I quipped, finally field goal! This doesn't bother me as much as some of the other things I mentioned, but I think it's a little weird in this film. How, like, the first one, like, the demons were creepy, don't get me wrong, but this one, it's just like, well, this guy, when he was alive, wanted to fuck, and now that he's dead, he still wants to fuck, because he's, like, trying to grab BB, uh, a Z-boy. Yeah, I mean, rather than just fucking murder these people, yeah, he's trying to fuck. And he's got this weird, like, snake dick in his pants that fucking, like, flops around, like, through his jeans that you see. Yeah, and then BB fucking takes care of that later. She grabs one of those fucking water balloon grenades and fucking chucks it right as Johnson, yeah. <laughs> but before that, the fucking nun comes out of the room with the fucking with the rosary nunchucks and starts chasing after this guy. And the father comes out and and Shirley and like grabs BB and like uh um Shirley goes after the nun and and then Perry or not Perry because Perry dies outside. Oh my god! Yeah, he gets hit. Z Boy's carrying around like this mankind McFoley ass like. Negan bat and he's like fucking hits him in the head with it. I I don't I don't think they kill him right here because No, they do. John he hits him in the face with it, but he starts to turn into a demon, so John so he's like, quick the, the holy water, and John like dumps it down his throat and like saves his soul and then he dies and he tells him the whole thing about Abraham and how Angela's gonna sacrifice mouse, and he's like, Oh shit, I better go do something. So he fucking saves the day because he grabs the big bag of shit and uh, bombs, he fucking bombs Shirley with a water balloon and the father and they turn into a giant mess. Of, it looks like fucking the end of society. It's all mushy and shit on the ground. I love this effect too. Cause it's like, you could tell it's just like them, like, you know, pu- pushing their bodies through like this layer of, of gook, but it like, it looks really cool. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's like people's hands, like from underneath the floor, like moving and shit. It looks really awesome. Um, but yeah, like Sean said, when uh, when uh, BB ends up throwing a water balloon at Z Boy, and he fucking goes full Judge Doom when he's melting in the dip, dude. He's like, he's like laughing and shit. The face this guy is making as he's melting is just like insane. What, what, what? Did he have a voice like this? <laughs> <laughs> Remember me, Eddie? It doesn't quite match the face that he had when he was getting fucked by Demon Angela. That one, he's like, oh. oh, oh, oh! So quick, Angela like knocks him down in the beginning and like tongue kisses him with his long ass fucking Koopa tongue. Yeah. and and he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. and then and she just fucks him on this stairwell <laughs> anyway. Listen, like it is funny. Don't get me wrong. Like I know I'm sounding like I didn't have like a, a good time. I didn't enjoy the movie overall, but there are moments that are really good. Yeah. So they so they end up cornering a- Angela, uh the nun, Johnny, and uh, and BB and uh she's got mouse on the on this like ritual table. And uh she's going to kill her and then there's like this weird standoff of like the nun and Angela and like a challenge of faith and all this bullshit. And then Angela's takes this giant fucking sword and cuts the nun's head off. And you're like, oh shit, all right but then she pops up like you know in Killer Clowns when they, when he rip, Mooney rips his fucking hands off and the clown like shoots his hands back up out of the thing she, yeah he, her head pops up like a fucking ninja turtle I'm like what how did that happen does that imply that she walked in with a fake head that could then hold conversations like what the fuck how did that even work like that's what I'm talking about like it, it, that's why I thought she was like some kind of like divine power that would like she was some kind of fucking you know Melissa Krueger or whatever the fuck her name is uh you know beam of light to, to, to kind of You know, the the, the light to the dark to Angela, you know what I mean? Her head goes back, she's like, my father was a starfish. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not a turtle. Oh, it's a fucking turtle for sure. Yeah, Dana Carvey's mom. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, So yeah, she gets up and uh, she... (laughs) She has this ruler that at one point it gets, like, fucked up. I I don't... It actually might be a little earlier, but she ends up, like, breaking the rule. I think Shirley does it to her. I just want to mention this briefly. And she ends up doing, like, the classic, like, turning it, like, across to take her out before she gets bombed. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. It's almost time. The secret code is King Snake Kurt. Send us a direct message on your favorite social media app for a chance to win this week's Trigger Trash giveaway. Again, the secret code is King Snake Kurt. And remember kids, the clock is ticking. Don't miss it. So the nun persuades Angela to, like, have her switch places with Mouse. Right. So they do, and then, like, she's like, go ahead, Mouse, kill her, and then you could be a demon like me or whatever, even though the whole point was me to kill you, so I'm all-powerful, but do it. And then she ends up stabbing Angela, of course. Well, because she keeps saying it. People keep calling her Mouse the whole movie. Mouse, mouse, mouse. And every time someone says that, she's like, my name's Melissa. Oh, she gets a fucking my name is Horace moment right here, dude. (laughs) Yeah, because Angela keeps calling her mouse. She's like, my name is Melissa. Boom. (laughs) I've always hated you. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You're always a real bitch, Angela. No, she doesn't say that. I I actually thought that was, okay, the movie's over. I'm good. Let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Nope. Uh, no, it, it's not even that, because the fucking nun is shooting the holy water Uzi at Angela. Right, right, right. And it's making, like, bullet sounds, and she's just melting into a pile of shit, and it looks awesome. All right, yeah, that, that should have been the end. Instead, I... If they had set this up at any point in the fucking movie, that- Well, they kind- I guess they kind of did with the lipstick, but if this was like a snake demon- There's three things that I think they kind of set this up. The whole fucking movie, there's like a rattlesnake sound. I must have missed that. Almost like a Billy Connors, uh, uh, the cicada sound. Yeah, they do a couple, like, visual motifs of snakes and, like, the, the snake creature that crawls up Shirley and, like, the snake then comes out of lipstick. Yeah. Kurt's king snake penis, you know. Ah, <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're stretching, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that has nothing to do with that one. But yeah, it's like it's it is it is like pigs and saw like there's just pigs everywhere. And that's just like one of the recurring visual motifs. If I'm not mistaken, there's like serpents on Angela's crown too, like where she where, where her veil is, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that that's a better explanation than the one we get in the movie, which is we don't get one. Yeah, but it's fucking cool, man, because you think so Angela melts into a pile of shit and they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And Angela bursts out of a fucking wall in, like, full snake makeup. And the way that they do this effect is, like, they have, like, a, a, a faux lower half that's, like, this long-ass snake body. And I guess they have her up on a crane or something, but it looks fucking awesome. She becomes a Dark Souls boss. It rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Why... D- oh, dude, side note. They should have did Medusa like this in the Clash of the Titans remake. Oh, yeah. Like, practically like this? That would have been fucking cool. Yeah, and we. I remember us saying how that piece of, like... That effect does not hold up in that fucking movie because she looks like a cartoon. Oh, yeah. There's no depth to her face. Like, the details are all weird. This looks great. <laughs> this effect looks really good. I just, it, it just, like, came out of nowhere. I, I don't know. I was just like, all right, this is, this is happening, huh? It, it, yeah, but it makes sense because, like, the way they set her up in this movie is that she's, like, some all-powerful demon now. You know what I mean? And, like, this is, even though she has demon face, I think this is, like, her true form or... I don't know. It's it's like kind of like the Jafar thing in fucking Aladdin where he's like, all right, I'm going to turn into a snake now. Sure. I mean, people are intimidated by snakes. It, it, it is a pretty creepy looking uh, makeup that they have on her. It looks... Amazing. If you're going biblical, like, the serpent is, like, commonly associated with being a visage of the devil, so... Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Connor with the fucking slam dunk, bringing it all back around. Yep. Bam. But the way they kill her, basically, is she... Some fire lights up the room from her, and, uh, there's these, uh, windows that are boarded up, and... You know, Johnny, he's got to, you know, use that kick move. He's used about 10 times in the film already. Dude, well, his name is Johnny, and he did his fucking shadow kick into that window, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. Yeah. <laughs> There's several origin stories in this movie. Man, and then he went to the Mortal Kombat tournament. Goddamn. He got his shades that day. And then he got his head snapped by Shao Kahn immediately <laughs> after. But, yeah, he kicks the fucking wood off, and then it's, like, exactly like, you know, a cross, just like in a Fright Night, except not done as well. Yeah. And it fucking just, like, burns a cross into her chest, and she, <laughs> really awesome effect, I gotta say. Her whole body explodes. Yeah, it, well, it's the sunlight coming through the window in the shape of a cross, like, in this hole. Right, right, right. And, again, like, it's very, like, vampire, like, in a vampire style. Because, like, in the first movie, when the sun comes up, the demon's just like, Oh, fuck, I can't invade anybody anymore because Halloween's over. But this one's like, oh, it destroys. Destroys uh demons if it hits them. Um And the house even disappears in the first one at the end. The house? Oh yeah. But the but the demon's face shows up and disappears and it gets all pissed off because it's like, ah oh, shit. Yes. Uh you made it. You know, you made it to daylight. Foiled again. Yeah. I gotta wait till next Halloween when some other idiots will come here. But yeah, Angela fucking gets hit by this holy fucking sunlight and explodes into, again, another, like, fantastic effect of just, it, it just rains gore all over the place. I was having flashbacks to fucking Mondo Burger going down, all those fucking beef patties exploding at the end of Good Burger. Oh, yeah. We should do, like, a montage of exploding creatures in all the films that we've done. Like, we got it in there, we got Angela. <laughs> so many slow-mo heads spinning in the air. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Uh And then they, uh... They pretty much call it a night. Oh, yeah, they're just like, we did it, bye. And then they, like, roll up in the fucking van, and everybody's like, are you okay? And they're like, we did it, we we killed the demons. And then somehow, some way, that lipstick got out, that little rascal, somewhere, and it was on the ground, and somebody picks it up, and this awful fucking CGI snake head comes out of this lipstick uh, container, and then we cut right to credits. Fucking cartoon of an effect. Looks like something you'd slap in a hot sauce bottle, okay? It is like... <laughs> it is cartoony and dumb looking and just really poor... Snake juice. Yeah, snake juice. <laughs> I, Again, like, it's not a big deal to me, but I just wish they, like, really sent that snake shit home a little better because it, it's not a bad idea. And, like Connor said, if they're trying to play up that, uh, sure Bible stuff with, you know, the devil always being associated with that, that would have been kind of cool. But it just kind of feels like, hey, uh, we need something here. here you, uh, snake? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, all right, serpent. Uh, also, I like how, uh, there's this demonologist at this fucking church. And if we're going to go with the idea that they're just, like, dumping a bunch of resources into it, prepping him for later life, he just gets killed in, like, some, <laughs> his first adventure oh he gets fucking yeah spike bat to the fucking head good job guys well uh so so where's perry and uh father bob uh where did you bring them back with you ah they're fucking grease spots in the in the whole house mansion <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll let the sheriff figure it out yeah we kind of got your prodigal son killed we're sorry <laughs> why doesn't somebody burn down that fucking house hey you know what's the good thing at the end of the day though now Johnny, he doesn't have to share those binoculars with Kurt anymore. He can just all use them himself. That's true. Yeah, he could just look at BB anytime he wants now. Little perv. Fucking A. <laughs> so, uh, where is this in our treat bags, guys? Or what is this in our treat bags, rather? This is like a like a a bland popcorn ball. Like Okay. Uh which is like just super dry and I've never found them to be very appealing because it's just like it's just like biting into a tumbleweed or something like that. Um This movie is I don't think it's very good. The special effects are awesome. We already established that, but it's really boring. It takes its sweet-ass time to start really, like, kind of, like, ramping up the temperature in the room. Um, it's got no personality. It's got nothing about it that has any kind of, like, you know, attitude or flair or sense of cool. It just kind of exists, and that's I think that's one of the worst ways to go about a sequel. It's just like, all right, here's more of it. Ah, uh, thanks. I didn't need this, though. I, I, like, especially at the time, too, because, like, I, I don't know if Night of the Demons became, like, a cult classic yet. It must have been mildly successful to warrant two more fucking sequels, though, right? Yeah. And a remake. And a re- Well, yeah, but that was years later. Somebody cares about this series somewhere. This is like, uh, you guys remember Spider Bites Candy? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, you you used to get the little plastic spider, and then you'd open its little butt, and it would have, like, all little bite-sized candies inside. What? Yeah, you don't remember that? (laughs) Never heard of this. Oh, man, I used to get it from the video store all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's Spider Bites Candy for me, because it's more of the novelty for me of having that spider container with- kind of chalky candy inside that's not doesn't taste all that great but it's still fun to have i like that yeah so like i mean again the the original nine of the demons is such a classic horror movie and like and a staple of halloween and my favorite halloween movie like of all time i don't think it's really been done justice since the first movie there's a lot of fun stuff in this movie, but it just takes too fucking long to get to, and there's just so much shit that I just don't care about, like, you could have trimmed about two different, two, if you trim like, two plot points out of this, I think it would have been better, I, th- I would have excised, uh, Mouse and Melissa, like, the whole, uh, blood lineage bullshit, I would have took that completely out, and just had it, like, oh, we gotta go to Hull House and stop the demon and and the nun just takes the initiative to do that via uh, Perry. You know what I mean? Also, I think that, like, it should take place... It should have... The majority should have took place in Hull House. Like, going back and forth seems kind of wonky and kind of... They only do it to get Mouse to come back to the house even though Mouse was already there. So I don't really know what the point of the lipstick thing and then, like, possessing them and then coming back... It, w- what the point of that was. Um... And you could have made it a, a creepier haunted house movie again, like, the first one, but, like, on steroids, and you just didn't do that here. But I guess they wanted to do something different. But, um, but, yeah, the some of the lighting's really good in this, and, again, like, some of the scenes are fucking awesome, and the effects are top fucking notch. Like, if there's a reason to watch this, this is definitely, like, a Halloween party movie. Like, if you have a bunch of people over you fucking crank up Night of the Demons too, because, like, it, it's... It lay it fucking lays that cheese on thick, and it's campy, and it's just overall goofy with some really great scenes that like you can totally be talking over this film and be like, oh look, there here comes the part, you know. Oh, without a doubt, I like it. it it's fine. It's 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 inoffensive. It's just not as good as the original, and I would fire up the original any day of the week over this one. Ah, uh, I agree. <laughs> I don't know if that was kinda obvious by now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Totally shocked by this revelation. Whoa! I I know, yeah. I, I don't know where that came from. The serpent. It, yeah, it popped out of my damn mouth and fucking just it just took over for a second. Oh, you're like the fuck. you're like the crone, dude, in Sleepy Hollow. Comes out of your eyes and shit and your mouth. Yeah, out of my asshole. <laughs> you're fucking king snake, dude. <laughs> out of the wrong end. <laughs> so if, if I called uh, Night of the Demons, if I recall, was like a, was a Reese's Pumpkin because it was like, you know, it was that good. It was like one of my favorite things. Ooh, yeah. This is like a Reese's Pumpkin that someone like left in their car since Movie Dumpster Season 1, Episode 31 and now they like <laughs> finally took it out of their glove box and were like, holy shit, what the hell happened in here? Melted like five times. Uh, yeah. And still ate it, right? Took a bite out of it. There's a little green shit on the outside. Right, because you had to know. You're like, well, it is a Reese's Pumpkin. Fuck it. And you bite in it and then you're in a coma for fucking like three months. (laughs) (laughs) You get a coli. Again, I said this earlier. This is no this is no haunted ween. Like that movie like broke me. This movie was just like I was annoyed I had to watch it twice. Uh but yeah Definitely watch it. I like what Joe was saying about putting it on during a Halloween party. That's actually not a bad idea because there are sections like once you get past like the hour mark, unless you're just there for the tits and the boob, the tits and the boobs. I don't even know what I'm talking. The yabos, man. Those fucking yabos. If you're there for that, then I guess watch the first hour, but you could kind of skip that otherwise and just see like the last 40 minutes. Again, mid-conversation, you just glance over that TV and those fucking, those boobies are swinging. Yep. And then they grab some dude and shake hands with him. You turn to your house guest and you say, yeah, by the way, uh, that girl's only 16. <laughs> Uh, you know, make it really uncomfortable for your friends. But, uh, I don't... Everyone just leaves. <laughs> well, see ya. I'm not recommending doing that, but hey, why not? You know, see how... You... Get a camera set up, see how your friends react, you know, <laughs> post it on your TikTok, I don't know. Hidden cameras, 16-year-old boobs, this is not a good conversation. No, no, we're gonna get a knock on the fucking movie dumpster door. The imaginary door. The... <laughs> on the lid. Hi, I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what else I can really add. Again, the the like the effects are really good in this movie. The, no doubt about it. Like that is the reason to watch this film. And you know, if you are a fan of the first one, you know, watch it for yourself. See what you think. You might come out of it like Joe. You might come out of it like me and Connor. Like, I, or maybe somewhere in the middle. Like. I, I'm kind of curious to see what that third one is but since Joe seems like he wants to maybe uh stick that back in the treat bag maybe next year the year after maybe I'll hold off on that but uh I think we owe it to uh, to ourselves and and the dumpster dwellers to complete the tr- the holy trinity trilogy of uh, yeah. <laughs> the demons. <laughs> yeah. I it's just like You know, Joe, you talk about the camp, and it just doesn't work for me. Like, I like camp to a point, but this is just, like, way too over the top. Like, even the stuff with the father sometimes is a little, like, really? Like, what is this guy talking about? But the nun is just, like holy shit, this is, like, not the movie I thought I signed up for. You mentioned that, and that, and that's alright that it's in a movie in 1994, because it's how many years removed, but, like, if you're still making shit like this now, I don't know, not, I'm just not into it, like, uh, new movies that do this kind of shit. Anyway. Agreed, and, uh, you know, so, you know, it's obviously in the dumpster, you know, once you finally take a bite out of that fucking thing, <laughs> you spit it out, and you just drive your car to the closest one you can find, and not only are you throwing it out, but, I, I hate to always go there, but you're probably having a massive diarrhea attack in the dumpster with this so when you look back in there to check your handiwork you know you're not really sure what part's the shit and what part's the pumpkin you know the Reese's pumpkin (laughs) but you know they're both in there so mission accomplished And that's really the best I could say about this film. I wanted to say one more thing that I forgot to bring up at the beginning. Uh, I love the cover art for this movie. It's and I I love all of the Night of the Demons cover, uh, like VHS covers. Like the first one has Angela with the fucking invitation, which is really scary. That it grabs your attention, right? Oh yeah, they're all kind of like the the, like a spin on the same idea, where it's like Angela's like presenting something or an invitation, or she's like just you know she's plastered in the front, and there's like it's not like uh, like there's some kind of decoration behind her or something. Yeah, well, on on Night of the Demons. she has like a skull lollipop that she's like licking and then on the third one she's drinking a fucking martini with an eyeball in it in the glass like i'm in i'm into that shit she's an iconic character like there's no bones about that oh yeah and if they're, they're all Amelia Kincaid, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive she's in all three of these. One other thing, just before we wrap this up that I did mean to mention earlier, is the intro to this movie. You come off of this, like, unbelievably, like, Ugh. artistic intro from the first one, and I'm not expecting a copycat here at all, but it's just, like, the most basic horror movie intro ever. It's just shots of the neighborhood with tight with, with names scrolled across. I'm like, eh, ah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're gonna reuse footage from, like, <laughs> the the actual first movie just pop that fucking new intro in with a two on the side right because that that fucking uh that tenny's well not kevin um his brother did the score i forget his name uh, but he's also his uh tenny but he did the score um and man yeah you're right john like that intro for the first film just sets the tone so fucking nicely and it's just so spooky and creepy and awesome with the with the music and the and the uh the visuals which is something that's sorely missed here. Uh, uh, the the score sucks in this one, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's generic to shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just you just fucking nailed it, Connor. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I'm missing in this movie, but it's not really a requirement. This is just me just thinking of other things I would have liked to see is another, like, wraparound element to this, because I really enjoy that in the first one with the old man and the, uh, the candy apples with the blades in it. I, like, something like that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't know. I'm not trying to come up with ideas for a movie that came out fucking. Almost twenty years ago, it is what it is now. I'm just like little things here and there. I'm like, damn, like the first one just did that so well. It's like I'm I'm missing it when, it, when it's not there. Yeah, I know. Uh Dennis Tenney, by the way, is uh, his name. Oh, okay. You also have like an iconic cast in the first one. Oh yeah. I mean, you got Lania in there. Um, Hal Havens uh, uh, and Hal Havens is in there. You know. This one, you got Marsha Brady and the kid from the Applegates, right? And it's like, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Yeah, no, sure. And, and, and private Mooch. And Mooch, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 I guess. I mean, but like, you have, like, you have, like B-movie royalty in the first film. And don't forget, I know you all heard that code before. That's our third code for Trick or Trash for that big, giant, wonderful prize pack giveaway. We got some good stuff in there. Um And by now, you've seen all of the great stuff that's in that prize pack. Now, here's the deal. You get all of those codes in and... That maximizes your entries, right? So we're only pulling one name, one time. So if you listen, if you go back, you got a little bit of time. If you go back and listen to those first two episodes of Trick or Trash this year that you haven't heard yet, you get all three of those codes, submit them to us on your favorite social media uh, app, And each of those counts as one entry for you, so your name will go into the bucket three times, up to three times, um, if you submit all those codes. Also, I was going to leave this as a surprise, but if you send in all three codes, there's a special mini-giveaway to anybody who who submits all three of those codes. So if you don't win the grand prize, you could still win something if you submit all three of the secret codes from each of these episodes. So... So chew on that. That's a little night. That's a nice little Charleston chew for you there. L- a little uh, dumpsterlicious action, I would say. Ooh yeah, a little nice little, nice little, nice little Halloween uh, extra treat for you. And we've been getting entries like when when Joe says your favorite you know uh social media platform like anything honestly like we've gotten submissions on reddit we've gotten submissions on patreon facebook twitter uh instagram twitter every, pretty much anywhere that we exist if you want to message us we'll uh, add your name to the to the fucking cauldron like uh D- dumbledore <laughs> we will yeah we'll add it to the dumpster of fire yeah and uh we also have those uh two minisodes up we had the the Family Matters, Stevel and Stevel 2 mini that we did over on Patreon for any tier, 2, 5, or 10. Sign up. Those are up there along with the one from last year that we always like to bring up because it's going to be relevant soon. Wink, wink, nod, nod, the bone chillers. <laughs> Frank <and> Turkey <laughs> episode. And we also have fucking the Alf Halloween special. Yes, some enchanted evening. I think the the first and only Halloween, Alf Halloween uh, special, um, and shame on me if that's not true. I mean, I know for a fact we got a few more Family Matters ones because we were looking at it after the fact, uh, Joe. Where it's like, all right, we know there's the Tina Turner one we talked about on that episode. There's one where Urkel's like Dracula or some shit, so that may come back next year in some capacity. Yeah, we, uh, Alf never grew to that to that point, right? Where it was like, all right, let's bring in weird weirdo shit. Yeah. Also, like, how many times can you have Alf walk around with a zipper on his chest before it's like, all right, we get it, Alf. You're, you, you. This is also true. But they did it really well, I think, in that Halloween episode. Definitely definitely go check them out. So it's our, it's our TG... DIF? Yeah, TGDIF, baby. So there you go. Celebrate those uh, TGIFs of yore. We also have that very special Halloween watch-along special on Patreon. It's this weekend, baby. Halloween night, the 31st. Yes. Head over to Patreon five and ten dollars tiers to join in with that. We watch a movie that I think uh, when you sit down to watch it with uh, you know the previous versions of ourselves because uh, it isn't going to be a pre-recorded one due to just Joe's getting married. Jo- jo- As of the release of this Joe is on his damn honeymoon. Just FYI. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> yeah, he's been married. Yeah, I've been married. I'm on my honeymoon now. But we 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 pre-recorded it due to that. But it's it's a fucking banger. It's a movie that I think you all will really enjoy, and uh, it's very near and dear to us. Yes. Uh, but that's this Sunday. And if you're listening to this after the fact, just like all those minisodes, commentary tracks, and anything else that's on Patreon, it's never going away. So it's right up there if you still want to check that out. Totally. And I just want to note, too, like it's not it's a pre-recorded watch along, but the chat will still be bumping. Yes. On on Twitch. So. Um, um, all you patrons come hang out and let, and and we'll be there if not for the whole thing we'll be there for a little bit so definitely come hang out and I guess the last thing if you missed it uh, last week as of this release uh, we uh, Joe and myself were on two episodes of uh, our good friend Tony from Hack the Movie show talking about tapes oh yeah we, we talked about uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula and Kenneth Branagh's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein <laughs> yeah Joe took the fucking lead on that uh, Bram Stoker's but the, the Mary Shelley's were both on there and if you haven't seen them yet head over to hack the movies we we promoted it on instagram and everything else so if you somehow missed that go check that out because it was a fucking hoot yeah for sure and yeah so like we said we'll see you on halloween and uh we hope you enjoyed this trick or trash this year and we will catch you in november with a very very special event month that we cannot wait to share with you guys and gals and everything in between and uh three event months in a row guys we're really uh, bringing it to you this year yeah really really cook really kicking it up so stay tuned so that's it that's night of the demons 2 from 1994 directed by Brian Trenchard Smith. If you want some more good, bad, and god-awful movie goodness, head over to moviedumpsterpodcast.com and follow us on all of your favorite social media and streaming platforms. You can also head on over to our Patreon page and sign up for the two, five, or ten dollar tiers for monthly exclusive content, or drop by our merch store and grab yourself uh, some non-committal swag. Yeah, and for no money at all, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to support your favorite show. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Bayon, isn't that a little chancy? I mean, this is Halloween, is the night when all the creepy things are supposed to stalk the earth. It deals with demons, demon resurrection, and those forces which roam the forest and dark bowers of man's domain. The first few pages warn that these enduring creatures may lie dormant, but are never truly dead. It's Halloween, gentlemen. Halloween, have you forgotten? They're coming to get you, Barbara. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Trick or treat.